Hey everybody, welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. I'm Jeff Antoniak. Well, all right, so today I wanna to get you swinging better and swinging harder. And this is for all instruments. This is great conceptual stuff, exercises for uh, everybody. Now, uh, before we get started, I wanna welcome everybody listening to this on podcast. Digging Deeper Jazz, what you're, some of you are watching now on video, is now also a podcast. So go to wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple or Spotify or wherever, and subscribe to the Digging Deeper podcast, and you can be uh, checking this out as you're doing whatever it is that you do that you should be paying attention to as opposed to watching a video. I appreciate you checking it out. Okay, so let's get into this idea of swinging harder. Now, at jazzwire.net, the subscription site where I'm artistic director, there was a really cool exchange. There's a gentleman, Richard, sax player from California. He's gotten so much better in the last year, like you wouldn't believe it. And so somebody asked him, like, man, what have you been doing? Holy cow. And he said, there's two things I do every day. And it really got me thinking. Two things that I put him on track to do. There was actually a third one that I'm going to add. So I want to, you know, thank Richard for helping coach this other person on, like, how do we get our feel so much better? That's what we're going to talk about today. And here it is. It's this simple, but it is not easy. Is it simple and not easy? Easy but not simple. It's one but not the other. Legato. You got to keep things legato. Now, I've worked with, honestly, thousands of students over the years. This is the hardest thing for almost everybody. And yes, you are almost everybody out there. So um, a really advanced player are probably just fine with this. Novices, intermediates, up to semi-pros, there's some problems with most folks. This is for you. Then the second thing is feeling the music on two and four. That's a big transition for a lot of us. And the third one is an exercise to get this rolling for you. A very, very cool thing we're going to get into. So let's get started talking about the first thing. So I wrote a little, little eight-measure exercise here. It starts off with a Charlie Parker lick, and it's just something so that we have something to talk about. So let me play this thing through for you, and then we're going to get into it. I want you to listen to the legato-ness of my playing. Legato meaning how I'm connecting the notes. When we say someone's playing legato, the notes are connected. There's no silence between the notes. All right, if you own a recording company, I would uh, love to sell that to you. I wrote that. Okay, so there were only three places in there where my legato-ness stopped. There were three rests, right? In each of those places, I was able to stop. The sound stops. I take a breath, right? Everything else needs to be legato. All those notes need to be connected. Now, here's the thing. Most people, as I said, are going to introduce little breaks into it. And here's the thing. You're not going to know you're doing it. The same way doctors understand that they cannot treat themselves because there's things they won't be able to see and be objective about. Therapists know you can't analyze yourself. Well, good musicians know you can't do this yourself. That's why you need a good coach. That's why you need a mentor. That's why you need jazzwire.net. By the way, sign up for a tour at jazzwire.net. It's jazzwire.schedulista.com. Sign up, get a free tour, see what we're doing there. So now here's the sort of little things that people would do sort of incorrectly.
Right there, did you hear it? Dat-ba-da-ba-da. Many people would do that. They'd make the first note short, or many folks would make the second note short. Sounded familiar? A very important note to absolutely keep long and legato is the high note of the line. People understand the high note's important, so what do they do? They tongue it and make it short. They make it the exact opposite of what it should be. So I put two or three tongues in there that shouldn't have been there. Accents, articulations. You don't have to be a sax player. This stuff happens on piano and guitar and bass and everything else. And we get this, these short notes uh, don't sound like jazz. This is not how, you're, how the pros play, how all your heroes play, right? Um, and it starts making it sound ricky-ticky and not swinging. This is one of the biggest things. This is what Richard fixed in his playing to get this really legato sense and to get rid of those little articulations he thought needed to be there. He thought were contributing. They actually weren't contributing. Play legato. That easy. So play this exercise. Play it with me. If you want to try to do this on your own, you have to record yourself and listen back. Here's the thing. You probably won't hear it. It sounds crazy to say. That's the way it goes. I'd love to help you with this. Okay, so the next thing is we have to start feeling jazz on two and four. We all make the jokes about clapping on one and three. Yeah, good. Glad you know the joke. Um, however, are you feeling two and four? Is that where you're tapping your foot? Or are you tapping on all four? Don't do that. Are you tapping on one and three? Don't do that. So most of us, especially those of us that come from a classical background like I did a million years ago, um, shifting to two and four is really hard. I taught at a university, Towson University in Baltimore, Maryland. And um, of the incoming freshmen coming into my saxophone studio, at least half, it would take them a semester, 13 weeks, to figure out how to play with the metronome on two and four without getting lost. 13 weeks. These are music majors. So uh, this is not easy. This is with me coaching them every week. So you get my point. Good. I'm glad you understand two and four. It's going to be tricky without some guidance. So um, if we're playing with feeling all four beats, everything sounds very heavy and grounded. And so that's what we want to get away from. Swing has a lightness. Swing has a syncopation. You have to be feeling two and four. So let me play an example uh, with the metronome clicking on all four. Let me play an example with the metronome clicking on two and four. That's what we want to go for. Okay, so I played with swing eighth notes, I played legato, I played with good articulations, but everything was uh, 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 doesn't sound like jazz. Let me try it now on two and four. One, two, a one. Right, so that's the feel we want, that two and four. Now there's more space for this organic swing feel to happen. So 
anything that you're doing that is not two and four is incorrect or it's suboptimal. Let's use a fancy word like that. Suboptimal. Wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, and not only, it's not even just tapping your foot. It's where you feel it in your body. When you get that, that's when the swing takes off. So this is one of those things that Richard was talking about that he changed in his playing. It took a while. It took help. It took daily input, what we do at Jazzwire, and he got it. And now he's coaching the next people. Amazing. Okay, cool. And by the way, before we go on to the last thing, this is the exercise I want to give you. Um, I want to let you know about Maryland Winter Jazz. This is an online workshop we're doing this January 8th through 10th. 2021. So we're still in the middle of this COVID thing. It's going to be a bad winter for a lot of us. Uh, if, you know, we're, we're trying to stay healthy and we can't go out and we can't do the things we want to do. We did this online workshop this past summer during COVID. It was incredibly successful. I know it sounds crazy that we could do this online. We're doing it online. Check it out. Special guest, Chris Potter on the saxophone, Mike Stern on guitar. Terrell Stafford on the trumpet. We have Greg Fishman on saxophone and Dr. James Moore on trumpet and Paul Bolin back on guitar, on and on. I want you to come do this with us. And this is the kind of stuff we'd work on. Eight hours a day of jazz. Sounds amazing, right? Yeah, let's do that. MarylandSummerJazz.com. All right. So this last exercise, this is also one of the things that I was getting Richard to do that he's now getting other people to start working on. It works magic. So here's the thing. If you want to be a good jazz player, if you want to swing, jazz swing is all about eighth notes. You have to be able to play eighth notes. And a lot of us are anxious about our ability to play eighth notes or what are the correct notes. or um, and, and we just don't have any kind of eighth note flow. You have to demystify it and you have to find the eighth note flow. What is my suggestion? It's what it says here on the PDF. What I want you to do is practice straight, random eighth notes for five minutes a day. Straight, as in, I don't want you to swing. Da, ba, da, ba, da. I want ba, ba, do, ba, da, ba, da, da, da. Straight, even eighth notes. Cool. I don't want you to rest unless you have to breathe. That's, that's all you're allowed to do. If you're a guitar player, piano player, bass player, you're just gonna keep these rolling. Rests are not allowed. Okay, and this is what it would sound like. So I'm gonna play random eighth notes. I mean, literally random. No tonal center. That is where we want to get to. That's actually very hard for a lot of people to do. Like if you asked me to say 10 random words in a row, I couldn't possibly do it. I, I make, I'll be looking around the room saying the names of things I'm seeing. That's not random exactly, right? So random is hard. For the pros, I want you to work on being able to play random. And we'll talk about why that is. There's a very important reason for why that is. For the novices, pick a tonality, pick a F major.
That's the exercise. It is so easy to get that wrong in a hundred different ways. And I'm not gonna go into uh, what the hundred different ways are here. One of the ways is you'll start being non-legato as you start thinking about this stuff. Your articulations are gonna start sneaking in. Can't do that. Keep it legato, right? So that's one of the big things. And keep feeling two and four. The other thing is don't swing the eighth notes. Again, this is a very, very deep thing that I spend with many students eight months or a year working on. This is getting momentum in our playing. This is the highest level stuff. When I had my master's degree from North Texas, I got a grant, studied with the great Tim Hagens, trumpet player in New York City. This is what we did for a year straight. This is super high, high, high level stuff, but this is something we can all work on, demystifying that eighth note flow. So here's the thing, when you start playing more legato, you are swinging harder, absolutely. When you start feeling two and four as opposed to whatever else you got going on, you are swinging better. And when you demystify these eighth notes, and every day you do this for five minutes, and after a while, churning out a couple hundred eighth notes is not a big deal. Guess what? You're gonna be more relaxed as you're improvising. Pretty cool, right? So for those of you on the podcast, thank you for uh, listening to us that way. For those of you watching on YouTube, thank you for being here. Either way, I'd love for you to subscribe, leave a review, all that good stuff. And I really hope I'm going to see you at Maryland Winter Jazz. Head to the website and look at it. It's going to be pretty amazing. Try this stuff. I want you swinging better. I want you swinging harder. Take care. Take care.